0: I imagine the disciples might have been a bit confused when Jesus instructed them to go to the nearest village and fetch a donkey. It's a little bit of an odd request, but as Jesus climbed on the back of that donkey and began to ride into Jerusalem, I imagine that their confusion turned to celebration. And that's actually what scripture tells us is that um, as Jesus is riding on the back of this donkey into Jerusalem that crowds begin to gather and they are throwing their cloaks before him as a sign of honor and respect and others are whacking off palm branches and throwing those before him or waving in them in the air crying out hosanna son of david and this This celebratory change in atmosphere is because this is what the disciples have been longing for. What the crowds have been longing for is that a king will arrive and save them. And their very words give indication that they believe this. Hosanna, save us, son of David. Indicating that they believe that Jesus is like David, this ancestral king, who will come and lead them into a new era, into a new time in which they are free from the oppression of the Roman Empire, in which they find new hope. And so, as they are doing this, as they are shouting to him and celebrating him, as he is coming into the city and they are laying their cloaks before him, almost indicating they would give him whatever he needed, um, they are just declaring what their expectations are of him. That this king who is arriving right before Passover, Passover, this ceremonial um, event in the life of the Jewish people in which they remember how God rescued them from Egyptian oppression. No doubt they are making all these connections as Jesus is riding into Jerusalem. And they are almost desperate in this to be saved, that for us, you know, as we revisit every year this event that we call Palm Sunday, that we may feel a little bit of that celebration, but also we know how the story ends. We know how in a short time their cries of Hosanna will then turn to crucify him. That Jesus will be betrayed, arrested, tried, and then executed as a criminal, crowned with thorns as a rebel, not as a king. We know that this story will pivot sharply. And so this celebration may feel wrong or maybe even premature. But the thing is, they aren't wrong. Jesus is King. Jesus is the Messiah that they have been expecting and longing for. This is the one who will save them, will rescue them. It's just that their expectations about what this King will do, those are a little off base. This King will not rescue them from The evil empire of Rome, as they view it. This king will rescue them from the evil that just pervades our world. This king will rescue us from evil at its full depths, not just the surface of Roman occupation. So Palm Sunday is really an object lesson. In mismatched expectations, ours and God's. And when expectations are mismatched or unmet, we can be disappointed, we can be crushed, we can be disillusioned, we can even be heartbroken. I think how the disciples must have experienced this complete change as they went from celebrating with palms and a glorious entrance into Jerusalem and then the events of Good Friday as they watched their teacher, their friend, their leader, their hero, crushed and killed before their very own eyes. And probably with him went their dreams and their expectations for him. And while we know that their heartbreak is temporary, In that moment of unmet expectations, they felt lost, abandoned, anxious, fearful. A whole laundry list of emotions that I find myself experiencing these days. That coming into a Sunday like Palm Sunday, which is typically celebratory in the church, in which we we pay our local florists to give us a bunch of palm branches that we can wave around that we can have children run through the sanctuary with in a time like this it feels unreal almost false especially in the face of our new isolation this new reality for me my expectations of what life is supposed to be like is really mismatched right now, unmet. See, like many of you, three to four weeks ago, my life was, was very different. I had this beautiful routine. It wasn't perfect. I was always trying to perfect it though. I came to church on Sundays and I worshiped with this faith community whom I love. Monday through Friday, I entrusted the care of my children um, to a child care so that I could focus my full attention on leading a church. I enjoyed coffee with friends, dinner gatherings at a restaurant, seated while being served. I I loved my Friday morning breakfast with my husband at Big Apple Cafe, just the two of us. And I didn't expect that to change anytime soon. I was very comfortable in this and that these expectations would continue for life. But as we all know, they're, they're gone. My life, like yours, has probably been completely disrupted. I have no routine. The days seem to blend together, as do my roles in life, as I care for my family at the same time of trying to lead a church, um, at the same time of just living life as normally as I can within some of the restrictions that I have agreed to in terms of caring for other people in our communities. And I find that I am minimally frustrated, but a lot of the time I'm short. I'm short with people, and I'm short with myself because I don't know what to expect. Um, each day brings new <laughs> complications, it seems. And if I'm honest, I am still carrying around the expectations from my previous life, a life that was just shortly reality three to four weeks ago, or at least what I imagined life should be. And I was this week exchanging some text messages with a friend who's going through a very similar reality, and she encouraged me to let go, or at least adjust my expectations. My expectations of myself and of life. Because our lives aren't the same, and why would we expect them to be? See, having the same expectations for what we're doing now is a recipe for disappointment as well as anxiety and stress, as we try to make them fit, as we try to maintain the same level of what we were able to accomplish before all this came to be. Because they won't fit, they won't match up. And so looking at Palm Sunday, the crowds, they wanted a king Of their own making, a king they imagined, a king they wanted. Instead, they received the king they needed, one who came not to rescue them from Roman oppression, but one who came to save them from themselves, to save them from the root of injustice they experienced every day, to save them from sin, from selfishness, from self-centeredness. Jesus riding on the back of a donkey into Jerusalem is the act of a peaceful, humble king. But it is also a declaratory act. It is a declaration that change is coming. It is a declaration, yes, that he is their king. A king who came to serve, not be served. A king who wages peace, not war. A king made not in our image, but the very image of God. A king who came not to meet our expectations, but to meet our needs. A king who, in many ways, came to discomfort us in our mismatched expectations. To do so, so that we could let go of those expectations, which in many ways are a false reality. See, when we let go of those mismatched expectations, we discover a peace that is not dependent on a schedule. Or a routine. They are not based on my selfishness. So in being forced to recognize those expectations, I am now free to seek what is true and what I need. I am learning in this to grieve my unmet expectations so that I can let them go and find freedom. And in that discover, again, a peace that comes from a king who willingly gave it all for me and for you. And while right now at times life feels like Good Friday, crushing, overwhelming, disappointing, maybe even heartbreaking, we know, we know how the story ends that in the midst of enduring a good Friday, that in the midst of waiting for Easter, we know that resurrection is coming. We know that there is hope and anticipation for a better future. And it's not earthly expectations, not expectations of our making, but a heavenly hope. And so as we wait, hopefully, as we readjust and maybe let go of some expectations that we may find the need in the midst of our waiting to cry, Hosanna, save us, amen.